Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day. Uh, November the 23rd, the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, as we mentioned uh, earlier in the week, watch out. The kids are running around. They're out of school. So uh, be on alert as you're driving down our highways and also streets here in New Iberia. Uh, meanwhile, in, uh, in Sporting World, boy, if you like football, for the next, uh, I want to say, 57, 58 days, they're going to have a game every day. So if you like football, you got an opportunity to watch it. Uh, you become a, a slumber uh, person. But anyway, uh, tomorrow it begins, uh, well, it began last night in uh, a couple uh, Midwest games as uh, Bowling Green and uh, I want to say Bowling Green took on Ohio. They got beat uh, 38-14 elsewhere. Uh, Miami of Ohio beat Ball State 18-17 with that. But uh, I guess the big news is uh, the college football rankings are out again, the college football playoff poll. And uh, right now uh, a two-loss LSU team is sitting at number five, Jeff. And uh, right now they – they take care of business. Uh, they'll, it looks like they'll be in the playoff, the first two-loss team ever to appear in the college football playoff series. Yeah, but again, uh, in order to be just a two-loss team, they've got to be Georgia. And, uh, again, I, I can't even imagine the SEC champ not making it to uh, the playoffs. So. Yeah, that's right. So we'll see. Of course, they're going to play Georgia basically in their backyard as they're going to play that game uh, Oh, in about uh, 10 days in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome over in Atlanta. So, uh, of course, LSU's uh, journeys to College Station this weekend to take on uh, the Aggies. And I know a lot of LSU fans feel this is basically a trap game. The Aggies this year just haven't uh, scored many points. You're talking about they're averaging, I think, uh, 20 points a game. They score LSU's easily, outscoring them by uh, at least 10 or 12 points. LSU in the lower 30s, I do believe. And LSU's defensive front, uh, they can harass a quarterback and running backs all day. So that's been the strength of their team throughout most of the year. Uh, LSU does have some notice uh, where the lack of running backs, they've got a lot of them hurt right now. Kane, along with uh, I think even Emery, uh, had a sit down the other day due to some fumbling issues. And uh, Williamson, the walk-on, are basically LSU's two running backs right now, of course, of all things, uh, Jaden Daniels leads them in rushing. I think he's rushed for over 700 yards. He's thrown for a good many, um, and he seems to be the spark plug for LSU right now as they take on the Aggies. Uh, they're a big favorite over the Aggies. Uh, I kind of a little surprised, but not really, as LSU is uh, beating some pretty good teams along the way. Uh, in the meantime, uh, and and. Texas A&M has lost to some pretty mediocre teams, too. Yeah, well, you could start off with Appalachian State, who usually is a pretty good football team. They're a little above they're, they're 500. A good, they're yeah. a good mid-major, but That's right. you don't expect them to uh, go into a Power 5 and uh, beat them, especially with the expectations, which obviously have been dumbed down since the start of the season. But there are high expectations for yeah. Texas A&M going in. Oh, yes. Uh, of course, uh, $75 million, uh, uh ways that uh, you think the Aggies would beat people. Jimbo Fisher, I think, is in his fifth year of a 10-year contract. And uh, right now, uh, the Aggie faithful uh, are kind of concerned. The buyout, we talked about that earlier in the week, the buyout is somewhere between 75 and $80 million uh, if people are doing the numbers. Tigers come in, a 10-point pick. Uh, the over and under is 48. That game's going to be on at uh, 6 o'clock uh, Saturday evening on ESPN. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Tigers uh, handle the Aggies uh, in an interesting matchup. Meanwhile, also the Raging Cajuns will journey to uh, Texas this week, too, as they take on Texas State. Uh, Texas State comes in at 4-7, and seven, the Cajuns at 5-6. and six. Cajuns looking for that coveted six win to be bowl eligible. That game's going to be uh, can be seen on ESPN Plus, so you have to have a subscribership to that. I think the ESPN Plus uh, cost is uh, approximately $10 a month, something in there. Yeah, it also bundles with Hulu and Disney Plus. That's uh, right. If you want to do that. And the Cajuns come in uh, averaging about uh, 26 points a game. Uh, the uh, I want to say the, the Texas State uh, team averages uh, 22. Uh, it's going to come down to, I think, turnovers. Uh, I know the Cajuns don't turn the ball over 
they can uh, they they can score, put points up on the board. Had a rough outing at Florida State, but 19th ranked uh, team in the country. So uh, we'll see how that uh, will come. So good luck to them. Of course, uh, being Thanksgiving tomorrow, we'll won't be here. Uh, we'll be back here Friday morning uh, with our fishing and hunting show, along with uh, abbreviated uh, by you sports. So uh, trying to get some of this out of the way in the meantime. Uh, speaking of football, NFL tomorrow. Uh, it's always been a tradition to have uh, a few games on. And uh, meanwhile, the first game over in Detroit, Buffalo uh, will journey into Detroit to take on the Lions, who've played pretty well in the last few weeks. I think they've won three in a row uh, in th- that fashion. So uh, uh, Buffalo journeys to uh, Detroit. They're four and six right now. Buffalo's a 10-point pick over and under is 54 and uh, we'll see how that come out. Now, of course, that's on CBS uh, at uh, approximately 11.30 tomorrow as a kickoff, or probably 11.37, something did, like did that. Did the Bills stay in Detroit for the week? Oh, good question. You know, they ended up moving that game this past Sunday to Detroit, had some success there against Cleveland. Uh, I wonder if they stuck there and avoided the snow shovels. Yeah, I think they would have uh, in that regard since I think the league was maybe thinking ahead too. Sure, we putting too. them there. Yeah, uh with uh, the game being Sunday and uh they uh stayed there, but anyway, that's the first big game uh uh tomorrow uh morning, late morning. Uh the second game will f- show the Giants 7 and 3 and the Cowboys 7 to 3. Uh who's going to maybe uh, take over second place behind the Eagles who are 9 and 1. Uh, meanwhile, that game being played in Arlington uh, on Fox, it'll come on around 3.30 or so. Uh, Dallas is a nine-and-a-half point pick in that game. The over and under is 45-and-a-half. Uh, should be an interesting ball game. Uh, not sure. Uh, the Giants are averaging only 20 points a game. Cowboys 25. Uh, they uh, give up. Uh, the Giants give up 20 points a game. The Cowboys give up 16-7. So, uh Probably why we see that low uh, over and under, 45 and a half. So watch it be one of those uh, 35, 31 games, <laughs> typical. But in the meantime, uh, the Cowboys uh, trying to secure a second place behind the Eagles. I think that's uh, the Eagles' only loss of the year was uh, to, I'm trying to recall. It was a bit of an upset. Yeah. Um, it, the it, Monday it, Night Washington. Yeah, that's right. The Commanders beat them. That's correct. A couple weeks ago. Elsewhere, the third game uh, tomorrow um, uh, for your football uh, enjoyment is uh, New England uh, journeying to Minnesota to take on the Vikings in a pretty interesting game, too. New England 6-4, and four, having uh, issues with the quarterback. They're rotating a couple of them in and out with Jones and the other uh, backup. Um, right now, the Vikings uh, lost their uh, second game over the week, and uh, they're looking to bounce back. They're only a two-and-a-half-point pick uh, against the uh, Patriots. Forty-two-and-a-half is the over and under. Uh, New England, uh, I don't know if the Vikings have some injury issues or not. Is Kirk Cousins, uh, was he injured in any capacity? I, I'm fine. That I think their feelings were hurt uh, against Dallas, but uh, I don't recall any <laughs> oh, injury were, issues. Okay, well, they were hurt to the tune of, what, 38-3 uh, to three or something so like 40 that? 40-3, maybe? 40-3, yeah. I think you're right. And that, so uh, maybe so uh, their feelings are hurt. So uh, New England comes in. Uh, they have some issues, but uh, Belichick, one of the best coaches in the league, he always seems to find a way. Uh, Kirk Cousins uh, had a rough outing last week as the Cowboys jumped on it quick and never looked back in that regard. So uh, those are the three big pro games of the day. Uh, meanwhile, in college football uh, tomorrow, the Egg Bowl uh, turns up and uh, Mississippi State will journey to Oxford to take on number 20 Ole Miss. Uh, State comes in at 7-4, and four, Ole Miss at 8-3. and three. That's a 6 o'clock game if you're interested in the college matchup over in Oxford at Vaughn-Henningway Stadium. Ole Miss a two-point pick over and under 59. Uh, both teams averaging in the 30s, 33 and 35 uh, for Ole Miss. Uh, they both like to uh, throw the football. So uh, we'll see how uh, that's going to also uh, play out and uh, that regard, so college football. A little, little bit of a, a storyline there is Lane Kiffin rumors to Auburn. Uh, he tried to assure his players. I guess he had a team meeting yesterday saying, hey, I'm not going anywhere. And 
That would be a pretty lateral move anyway. Yeah, I think so. Auburn's down right now. But they have the capability. But, boy, you got to play Alabama. Of course, you're in the SEC West. Yeah, yeah, You've got to yeah, play them. already, yeah. Yeah, unless they – I'd like to see how they're going to divide up Oklahoma and Texas when they come into the league. Will they well, push – Greg Sankey started talking about getting rid of divisions. I mean, they've got – rid of the divisions in the Big Ten. No, not the Big Ten, but the Pac-12. Correct. And I'm not sure about the Big 12 if they have divisions. Uh, uh, they take. They basically take the two best teams to I play in the so. championship game. Which is what the Pac-12 does. Yeah, and uh, in the meantime, uh, there will be 16 teams in the SEC uh, where you have eight-team eight divisions and you play each other and you don't cross over. Who knows? Uh, maybe only one team will cross over if you continue with the eight conference games. But they're talking in the SEC about having nine conference games. Uh, that's on the table right now. I'm not saying they've uh, it's in stone, but it, it's, the talk is there in that regard. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, goes through with that. So in the meantime uh, – uh, college football uh, on the air uh, tomorrow. It's surprising just that one game. I guess with the NFL just That's, pretty yeah. much uh, taking it. But the Egg Bowl has been played uh, many years uh, on Thanksgiving Day, um, and uh, it's a pretty heated battle too. And and you know it used to be the only game at night. And then that's the right. NFL added that Sunday night Thursday game, and that that's been uh, ten fifteen years, I guess now. But uh, in fact, I think that was uh, when the NFL Network came about. Is when they added that Thursday night game, and and you know uh, the Saints played in a few Thursday night those Thursday night uh, uh, Thanksgiving uh, Day games. I want to say three, maybe four years they played that game. And, uh, I know they played it two consecutive years, both against Atlanta, maybe one at home, maybe one on the road. And those same Thursdays, and I remember it well because the Bears played the Lions those same Thursdays, and that left my Sunday pretty wide open, which. This Sunday, again, we remind you, Sounds of the Season Christmas concert. That's what keeps me busy the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Uh, again, we simulcast that concert, so I got a bit of a conflict. I got the Bears at noon, the Saints at 3.30, the concert at 3. Where am I going to be? Well, sounds goodness. like your headphones might be working. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, speaking of the Saints, uh, they head to San Francisco uh, Sunday. Uh, they'll play the 49ers at approximately 3.30 uh, over in Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California. That'll be on Fox. Uh, the, uh, the 49ers come in a nine-and-a-half point pick. The over-and-under is 43-and-a-half, and uh, – if the Saints can get some pass blocking uh, done and uh, Andy Dalton can stay away from the turnovers, uh, but, boy, San Francisco, watching them uh, the other night, uh, they just have a lot of weapons now, especially with McCaffrey uh, being able to carry the ball and the backups they've got. Uh, Kittle, one of the best catching tight ends in the league, along with uh, uh, Debo Samuels and others. Ayub, uh, they've got some weapons, Jeff, and uh, – uh, I can't believe, uh, and you know they're only averaging twenty, almost twenty-four points a game. That's hard. To, that's hard to believe uh, with all the weapons they have. Of course, they only had McCaffrey for what this is be the second game, a third game he'll play in after the trade from uh, the Carolina Panthers. So, uh, correlation there. I, I've got to think there is to some degree. I mean, uh, he's been a spark plug for him. No, that he has in uh, running and catching the ball. And uh, it just opens up, especially when you're able to run the ball as efficiently as most teams can. It opens up the passing game and vice versa. If you can throw the football uh, and, and pinpoint it, uh, it opens up the running game, too, and you become so much uh, conscious. A lot of coaches talk. We like to make them a one-part uh, one team where you either we make them run the ball, we make them throw the ball. Uh, you, you take away that option. So, anyway, a 49ers, big test for the Saints in that regard this coming week. I do think uh, the Saints, I saw somewhere, Jeff, where they picked up uh, David Johnson, and he's now going to be on the uh, active squad. He was signed to the uh, to, to the Saints team on the practice squad, but I think they've moved him uh, recently uh, because of the lack of running backs uh, right now. Uh, of course, I don't know if people recall, Tony Jones, the reason you hadn't seen him because Seattle picked him up uh, elsewhere. Um, Peyton Turner is a day-to-day. You know, he went out with an ankle injury, trying to see when uh, Lattimore might be eligible to, uh, eligible to play again. 
um, in the meantime. But uh, the Saints right now, uh, they're walking wounded. It'll be out later tonight. Maybe we'll hit on it a little bit Friday morning in Bayou Sports. But uh, right now, uh, the Saints are pretty beat up in that regard. Uh, so uh, trying to see if we can't uh, fix things up a little bit uh, as the Saints. Also notice, too, the date and time. They didn't have a date and time, or maybe they had a date, but not the time for the Falcons' uh, uh, Saints game later No, no, on. that's a flux game. Yeah. So it, it they did announce been, a time, didn't they? Well, more importantly, a day. It's okay. going to be a Saturday game instead of a Sunday game. Yeah, and that game will be in uh, Atlanta, won't it? Didn't the Saints beat Atlanta in New Orleans the first game of the year? Is that correct in uh, that? As uh, the Saints now, um, I want to say that game, uh, they have the bye week in two weeks. Yeah, Atlanta, New Orleans. Uh, in fact, uh, the Saints play Monday, December 5th. Then they've got a bye week, and then they play the 15th. There okay, all right. So uh, against uh, and it's in New Orleans. The Saints, the Saints beat the Atlanta. That first game was in Atlanta. I can't recall. I guess so. Yeah, yeah it's going to be in is, New Orleans yeah. in that regard. So uh, anyway, uh, also got a little other Saints news too. Uh, they uh, they announced a twenty eight semifinalist uh, with regard to uh, the Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame, and uh, a former Saints on that list right now. Uh, in that regard, is Jabari Evans. And a New Orleans native, too. That's right, and Reggie Wayne. And I think uh, it will be reduced to 15 sometime in January, uh, the finalists for uh, the induct, uh, the, I guess, the announcement of the, the Hall of Fame uh, players. At, uh, and Jabari Evans, uh, just a tremendous uh, all-pro guard for the Saints, coming from a little college uh, out up in the Northeast. And uh, I don't know if it was uh, from Pennsylvania or from New Jersey, that little school he attended and was an all-pro, and not a pro bowler. pro bowler is someone who plays in the game each year. An all-pro is basically either a first or second unit player. So Jabari Evans could become, uh, what would that be, the uh, third saint to get into the Hall of Fame after uh, Ricky Jackson and uh, Willie Rove. uh, And Martin Anderson. And Martin Anderson, He'd be the fourth uh, saint to get into the Hall of Fame uh, so uh, they had an article on it here. I was trying to find uh, that I had uh, talking a little bit about uh, young um, uh, um, Jabari Evans uh, with regards to uh, the Hall of Fame. And uh, let's see. Um, uh, going through my list here. Uh, One of my former guys on that team, uh, not on that team, uh, but in that 28 uh, pool is Devin Hester. And yep. uh, wishing him, uh, again, special teams, return man, played a little bit at wide receiver, but uh, so explosive out of the back uh, yeah. uh, on kick and punt returns. Yeah, also uh, four-time All-Pro cornerback uh, Darrell uh, Rivas is also one of them on that list. James Harrison. Uh, the linebacker for Pittsburgh, Dwight Feeney, who uh, uh, kind of gave the Saints a little trouble in that Super Bowl game, but uh, he was uh, limping around. Joe Thomas, uh, uh, the offensive lineman with Jabari Evans. Henry Ellard, who gave the Saints a lot of misery one year, returning a punt to beat the, keep, beat the Saints and keep them out of the playoffs for the first time back in 83. London Fletcher, also semifinalist for the first time. Albert Lewis, uh, Semifinalist in 2013 is also on the list. Uh, you know, Henry Ellard retired far following the 98 season. Lewis, they also retired 98 in their final year of eligibility as modern era players. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Terry Holt, if you recall, he played in North Carolina State. The Saints thought about drafting him, but they passed on him. Uh, Big-time receiver, Heinz Ward, the Georgia product, who played uh, for Pittsburgh for many years. Darren Woodson, also on the semifinalist list. And for the seventh time, uh, Rondé Barber makes a list for the sixth time. Zach Thomas, the linebacker for the Dolphins at one time. James Willis, Reggie Wayne, as we mentioned, who's from New Orleans. I'm trying to remember if he went to the high school he went to. I don't know if it was Carr or one of the schools on the West Bank, I do believe. Elsewhere, Eric Allen, who played for the Saints for a little while. Jared Allen, the defensive lineman. Willie Anderson and uh, Aqueen Bolden, uh, a kid, uh, Pretty much a pass-catching uh, uh, receiver, but uh, um, Rodney Harrison's another. Devin Hester, as you mentioned, also. Andre Johnson, Robert Mathias, uh, Steve Smith, Sr., uh, Fred Taylor, 
DeMarcus Ware, Ricky Waters, and Vince Wilfork, the big nose guard. So that completes the list. The 28 semifinalists will be uh, reduced to 15 before the final voting process in January. I'm, I'm trying to figure out the purpose to saying who 28 are, then you whittle them down to 15. I, I don't understand what they're trying to do other than just have news. You know, every once in a while, just, I mean, and the NFL does it as well as anybody. Yes. In fact, I criticize Major League Baseball because, you know, they uh, released their schedule in September of the previous year. You know, the NFL makes uh, such a big deal out of their schedule release because it gives fans a, a little something to chew on in the off season. It does. And so the NFL is very good at giving fans a little something to chew on, uh, uh, throughout the year now granted this is uh, during the regular season but uh, but then you know in January around the Super Bowl is when they uh, do the finalists and uh, I, I just other than to give people a little something to chew on I don't get the purpose of getting the hopes up of these guys and then have them dash and, well you took the words out of my mouth you, you give these guys a false hope you know they're only going to take you know what seven eight of them maybe during the uh finalist and uh, 28 of them you announce and give some of these guys who are uh, hanging on uh, just a little hope but uh, then when they cut it down to 15 then down to the seven or eight they usually bring in but anyway the inductees will be announced on February 9th during the NFL honors a primetime award show when the Associated Press reveals its individual award winners for the 2022 NFL season, including the most valuable player and coach of the year. Four finalists, though, previously announced are Don Coriel, Air Coriel, uh, with San Diego, started with the Cardinals and moved over to the Chargers in the coaching category. And Chuck Holly, the f- old linebacker, the only, I think the only MVP in the Super Bowl game on a losing team, Chuck Holly, the linebacker mm. from the Cowboys, when uh, the Cowboys uh, uh, lost to the Colts on O'Brien's uh, field goal late in the game. Joe Klecko, the defensive end uh, from the Jets, and also Ken Riley, I believe, was a uh, cornerback or safety with uh, the Bengals back in the day in the senior category. So those basically the announcements so far in the NFL. And Got uh, any favorites there? Uh, I, I don't mean personal favorites, but do you people think, think I'll make the uh, they'll make it? I, I I tend to think that Jabari Evans is going to make it. I, I really do. You know, being a a, a top notch offensive lineman, which are hard to find, uh, I I think he's got an opportunity. Uh, Henry Ellard, you know, he he's a possibility, but I think uh, time has taken. That I, away I was going to say, yeah, it's you know after twenty years or yeah. twenty four years, I guess, of eligibility. My my favorites on that list uh, probably Jared Allen and yeah, Heinz you, Ward. Heinz uh, uh, Ward, Jared Allen's the first one that comes to mind, and Willie Anderson. That's not Flipper, is it? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, uh, you know, Flipper Anderson, I've got an article about him later on today in Sports History. But uh, uh, that on that list, yeah, nobody really uh, uh, stuck out like a sore thumb. But uh, I do believe uh, yeah, Jared Allen, the Vikings defensive line. He was feared. Here. Yeah, I he mean, was. he was really feared. Led the league in sacks a few times. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's a, that type player. Aquan Bolden's the one to keep an eye on, too. Devin Hester, a spark club type player, never had a really full. He was his specialty was returning kicks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him, but uh, I'm not confident. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Anyway, we need to take a break. Uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Be at the Quarter Tavern Wednesday night for a pre-Thanksgiving party with Southern Jack. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. 
Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com celebrating 75 years in business danos has been setting the standard for generations become part of something bigger join the team we're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions and you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS great jobs great people that's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, uh, Wednesday, November the 23rd. Uh, you know, we hit on it just for a few moments uh, with regards to the college football playoff. Uh, the uh, ratings are out and uh, the poll. Uh, and, a, you know, a two-loss team has never made the college football playoff. But at number five, uh, this week, LSU, which is 9-2, and two, inched uh, a step closer. You know, a couple of weeks ago, there was 7th. Uh, last week, there was 6th. Uh, and the most notable uh, decision from the otherwise uh, predictable top 6, the College Football Playoff Selection Committee deemed the Tigers a notch above uh, the one-loss USC team, and that's Southern Cal, not uh, University of South Carolina, which is... Although South Carolina is, is playing some pretty good... <laughs> that's right, they too. thrashed. I'm, when I'm telling you thrashed, Tennessee... Who would have thought that uh, was coming? They put up 63 points on the Vols' defense, and uh, that's just uh, what was the final, 63-48, maybe something of that nature. It was at least a two-score game uh, as they beat uh, the uh, number five team at the top. 63-38 was the final. Just thrashed uh, uh, Tennessee. But anyway, the Tigers uh, – just, uh, they, you know, they've played a little better schedule than USC, and they've also beaten Alabama, and they've also uh, have a, a win over an Ole Miss team that was rated in the top 10 at the time. Ole Miss still in, uh, at number 20, I do believe. And meanwhile, the Trojans, all they have is a top 25 win against number 21, Oregon State. But the committee bumped LSU one spot after Tennessee, as we mentioned, lost 63-38. to Wow. And, and still unranked South Carolina. Uh, uh, so Tennessee dropping them number five to ten. That same Tennessee team, of course, beat the Tigers forty to thirteen in Baton Rouge. Of course, that was five or six weeks ago. And oh, although LSU has wins against number seven, as we mentioned, Alabama and number twenty Ole Miss, the thirty-two thirty-one overtime win over the Tide November fifth is clearly carrying the weight in the room, along with the fact the Tigers have clinched the SEC yeah, West yeah. and will face Georgia in the SEC championship game, no matter what. They do this weekend against A and M. Whether A and M blows them out the stadium or they uh, beat them by a point, it doesn't matter. LSU's in the uh, championship game, and with LSU on the bubble, uh, meaning with the college football playoff at number five, a uh, little doubt the Tigers can finish uh, in the top four uh, selection day. Anyway, you wonder if I mean it comes down to Georgia. I yeah, mean, that, that's all. That, I mean, it's you, you win that game, you're in, and you lose, you're probably out. But if Michigan or Ohio State, one or the other romps one or the other. Is does that open the door for I, you know, LSU? I, I was talking to somebody yesterday. Uh, you know, you lose that game, you're not even in your conference championship game, and it's tough, in my opinion, to put somebody in the playoff, a four-team playoff. Who doesn't get into the conference championship game? Alabama did it. I know. I, know. <laughs> I think twice. Not once. I think twice they might have done it. 
But uh, we'll see. Of course, the big matchup over in the horseshoe this weekend is Michigan at Ohio State. And uh, all the cards on the table uh, for those two teams. Of course, the loser probably uh, is out of the college football playoff. But who knows how these people, how many are there, 12, 14 of them on this selection committee with the college football playoff, how their minds think. It's going to come down just like with uh, the NCAA basketball tournament when they start ranking these teams. So when you got 8, 10, 12 people in the room, whatever headstrong person might carry one team yeah. through uh, and convince the, the others that uh, they deserve the spot. But in the meantime, the college football uh, top 25 playoff is Georgia's number one. Ohio State and Michigan are two and three. TCU, which has surprised a lot of people, but they've beat back everybody they should be. Of course, they got a late uh, game-winning field goal with the clock running out uh, to beat Baylor last week. Of course, LSU moves to number five. USC is sixth. Alabama is seventh. Clemson, Oregon, and Tennessee make up the next three for the top ten. Uh, elsewhere, Penn State comes in at uh, the next position for uh, – them followed by Kansas State, Washington, Utah, Notre Dame at uh, 15. Florida State's bumped up, uh, who defeated LSU in the first game of the year that the Tigers let one get away. They're 16th. North Carolina, 17th. UCLA, 18th. The Green Wave of Tulane come in at 19th. Ole Miss at 20th. Uh, 21st is Oregon State. 22nd, UCF. 23rd, Texas. 24th, Cincinnati. And 25th, Louisville. Of course, Tulane plays Cincinnati up there uh, Friday, I believe, on ABC. That'll be at 11 o'clock. The winner of that game uh will advance to the conference championship. And if Tulane wins, they're going to play that game in Yulman Stadium in New Orleans December 3rd. Is that right? How is that decided? Uh, that's record, yeah, that Yep. Uh, they'll have the only loss, one lost uh, team in the conference. And uh, they'll probably end up playing. And depends if UCF stays above. They play South Florida this weekend. If they stay above uh, and beat South Florida, which are probably favored by 15 to 20 points, uh, they'll probably play Tulane in New Orleans again. So, uh Pretty much college football. And, you know, rivalry week, Jeff, uh, is also a, a big thing uh, right now. Uh, of course, some of those old rivalries, of course, Notre Dame, they journeyed to Southern California to take on the uh, Trojans in a big game. And uh, if USC wins that game and LSU uh, would happen to stumble against A&M, does that, that knock the Tigers out? And then does Ohio State or Michigan hold on with one loss to be in the top uh can TCU get by? Uh, they've got to play a conference game, too. It looks like it's going to be against uh, Kansas State. And a lot of scenarios that come into play, too. Uh, you know, South Carolina at Clemson, that's a big rivalry game. Uh, it always has been in that regard. So uh, Clemson trying to uh, answer uh, to get back in, but their chances are slim and none. Of course, with Tennessee getting beat the way they did, uh, they're pretty much uh, – you can stick a fork in them too. They're done uh, playing in the playoffs. Uh, uh, basically, it's going to come down to, I think, uh, uh, whether LSU uh, can beat Georgia. But even uh, – yeah, it's going to be hard for them to beat Georgia and I think the Mercedes Superdome. But Georgia in the last two weeks – uh, beat uh, what Tennessee twenty-seven to six, and then beat uh, Kentucky sixteen to six. So their offense is kind of, of course, they played on a wet field against Tennessee uh, and Kentucky. I'm not sure of the conditions. I saw some of the game, but not much. But uh, we'll see what takes place. So college football. If you like NFL football, you're going to have it for the next fifty-seven days. You. Every day I'll have a game on uh, somewhere. How do you say that? <laughs> well, I heard that stat somewhere. NFL? <laughs> uh, NFL and college games will be on every day between now and... Uh, Cer- well, certainly from days. mid-December because you know, they, they, once that, that first bowl game happens, they do play just about every day, yeah, 40 not games. every day. Yeah, 40 bowl games, 42 bowl games. But uh, Insane. I heard a, call, uh, a, a, a statement that... Between t- uh, starting uh, t- uh, yesterday to uh, the next fifty-seven days, you can watch a football game. See, somewhere. I don't, I can't even imagine games uh, apart from you know NFL on Monday night. Uh, are there any college games though? Mid next week, I think so. I, I don't know why. Well, we got Army Navy. Uh, that's course. Saturday. That, that's right. That's December the third, I do believe. And uh, but that's, that, that's after the conference. No, I think that's even same, the next same week. weekend as a no, conference. No, I think I, I think they hold that off until the next week because there's a, a 
an absence uh, between the conference championship week and then Okay. Uh, I don't see anything that would be scheduled I, I, uh, next I, I, week. I'm not in disagreement with you. Uh, like, who's playing December 11th, you know, or December 15th? Do the bowl games start kicking off that early? Or do the conferences uh, have some championship games during the week? I'm not certain about that. But uh, that was the statement made. And uh, in the next 57, 58 days, uh, college football or NFL football can be seen. You got conference championship games uh, Friday, December 2nd, and Saturday, December 3rd. And that's it. Uh, then week 15, not, nothing until Saturday, December 10th. Is that, are uh, you looking at college? Yes. Okay, yeah, because the pros will be playing. Pros play some Saturday games after the uh College season is over, and didn't you say the Saints were playing the Falcons? The 15th. Is that a Saturday? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so... uh, Just got a listener question, uh, rumor mill going on at Catholic High, uh, their next head coach? I I don't have a clue. I I, I really don't. uh, I'm not uh, in the circle of that particular crowd and uh, don't know who, of course, uh, the school has decided uh, to not to renew uh, Coach Watney's... uh, uh, contract, uh, which comes to at the end of the school year, he will fulfill his duties as the athletic director uh, till that time. And uh, I'm not sure uh, if the talk going around, if they if have they have someone in mind, or if they have to interview people. I, I'm at a loss for words, so I really couldn't tell you right now. Gotcha. But appreciate the question and. As we get information, we'll pass it along uh, right. when it's appropriate. Yeah, correct. We're, we're not going to talk out of turn. But. Uh, good point. And I'm sure Coach, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Principal uh, Kyle uh, uh, Bork will keep me in that loop. So in the meantime, uh, let's. we need to go ahead and take a break, man. We got a flu pass here. Anyway, you listen to Bayou Sports uh, here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Louisiana. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day. Uh... In that regard, and you know, uh, Jeff, there is a lot of college basketball going on uh, around now, and uh, I know a lot of our fans are, are into uh, basically uh, 
football, uh, football, and more football. But uh, yesterday, that, that couple of our local uh, state schools had games. LSU's playing somewhere, I think, down in a tournament down in uh, the Cayman Islands or maybe. Uh, in fact, the Cayman Islands Classic. Okay, uh, yeah. LSU beat Akron. Yeah, they, uh, today I think they play in the championship game today. They beat Akron 73-58. to 58, uh, And uh, leading the Tigers in that regard was Miller, who had 23, followed by Williams with 19 and Hill with 14. Uh, And uh, they pretty much, uh, uh, looking at the uh, box score here, they pretty much control the game uh, in the second half, and that's where they won it. They outscored Akron 40-23. to It was a 35-33 Akron two-point lead at the halftime, but the Tigers uh, ended up uh, pulling ahead and staying ahead and, uh, with a big 15-point win in that regard. Can now, LSU hoops uh, do the big rebuild uh, the way Brian Kelly did the big rebuild? Boy, good question. Good question. They've got, uh, they've got some outstanding players, but, uh, boy, they had some issues, you know, with the former coach uh, with regard. Uh, of course, now what he did back then is legal now. And... Uh, so I'm just not certain about that. So, but I think they can. They've got some great athletes. Uh, it all comes down to uh, – and Kentucky's already lost another game. I think they've lost two or three games already. Auburn's a team to beat in the SEC this year. They beat uh, Bradley, which is a pretty good basketball school from up in the Indiana way, uh, 85-64. Peoria, Illinois. Yeah, I was going to say uh, – uh, 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 Illinois, but I wasn't sure, but I said Indiana. So I think of basketball throughout the state of no, Indiana. No doubt, no doubt. Anyway, uh, with that, but the big game last night, and I'm looking for it right now, and uh, was played up in Dallas, I do believe. and uh, Northern Illinois? No, uh, no it was the Cajuns. <laughs> the Cajuns. The Cajuns uh, uh, beat Southern Methodist, who yeah. had some pretty good teams over the years, uh, up in uh, beat them in overtime. Uh, by the score of 76 to 72, Jordan Brown leads the Cajuns with uh, 26 points. And uh, Greg Williams Jr. led him win rebounding with nine. Uh, Zurich Phelps uh, led uh, Southern Methodist with 21 points. And the Cajuns uh, basically started the game off. Uh, they were down by four at halftime and built a four-point lead in the second half. And uh, they uh, SMU tied it up. And they went to overtime, and the Cajuns get nine points in that five-minute period, along with five for Southern uh, Methodist. And the Cajuns win a big one as uh, they take down Southern Methodist 76-72. to 72. And uh, But believe it or not, UL went to that game uh, a one-point pick. And the over and under was 145. Of course, uh, it uh, cleared it by uh, two-and-a-half points in the overtime period. And uh, the Cajuns, uh, I'm trying to see when they play again, uh, and they come back home uh, to play a game. Um, I don't think they'll be playing any time tomorrow, maybe uh, over the weekend. Maybe uh, over the weekend, yeah. but maybe not till mid-next week again. Yeah, a lot of teams uh, just scanning through the uh, schedule, the college schedule. But uh, big win for their program. Yeah, they're going to play Drake uh, up in, uh, I guess, Drake's in Iowa, I do believe. The and, Drake. Yeah. Sat- in fact, on Saturday. So Yeah. And uh, in that game, so up at Knapp Center in Des Moines, Iowa. That's where Drake is from. And in, which one of the big schools is from Des Moines? Uh, Iowa State and also uh, the University of Iowa. Uh, I, think one of, I thought one of them was in Des Moines. I could be wrong in that. It's not Iowa. Yeah, Iowa? It's, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, college games uh, – a whole host of games. Uh, speaking of uh, games in the NBA, uh, I believe the uh, – I think yeah, New Orleans plays tonight. Uh, they're going to go a journey to San Antonio to take on uh, uh, San Antonio, who are 6-12. and 12. Who would have thought that uh, this part of the season? The Pelicans come in at 10-7. and 7. They're going to play at the AT&T Center in San Antonio. Of course, it's on the Bally Sports Network. Uh, if you care to watch, uh, New Orleans is a seven-point pick in that game, and they're averaging 117 a game, which is the fourth in the league. San Antonio, uh, the Spurs, only 110. So, uh, uh, interesting contest. That's tonight at seven. If uh, you don't want to watch uh, a little uh, college football tonight uh, uh, on the uh, tube, uh, I don't think uh, that game tonight. I don't think. Um, 
Yeah, I thought they'd have a college game on tonight, but there's one tomorrow night, no miss in Mississippi, and then Friday night they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve games uh, Friday after Thanksgiving and uh, college there's football. A, there's one big game Friday. Yeah, for me it there is. Westgate and Neville. <laughs> that, that's a bigger game locally. Uh, my game is uh, see what the Green Wave can do against Cincinnati up in Cincinnati uh, this coming uh, Friday at 11 o'clock. So you can still watch that and attend the uh, Westgate game that night as they take on Neville in uh, a big ball game too, Jeff. Uh, anything more you've heard about the Neville team? I know they've got a Big defensive end. That's about six two, about two twenty five, two thirty. Still waiting on a little info from Neville, uh, but looking forward to hashing that out. Uh, Advocate had a nice story on Westgate today. I haven't uh, jumped into it, but uh, looking forward to uh, prepping that game and having it for folks. Uh, six thirty our pregame Friday, seven o'clock the kick. Yeah, and it's a big game for Westgate. And I think that's one of their since they've been in the quarters the last few years. Isn't that, the, uh, isn't that the first time they play at home? Yes, that, that was something Coach Antoine made mention of. Yeah, last year we were, well, the game was in Bossier, but uh, I know I stayed in Shreveport last year. But, um, yeah, the, won the big quarterfinal game, then had to go to New Orleans to take on Carr, uh, won that game, and then played again in New Orleans uh, against Warren Easton in the Dome. I think we have a caller on the okay. line. Let's go to the phones and say, hello, you're in the air. You know, you really don't have to read the advocate story because I wrote it. You know, it's a great one. <laughs> I I can only imagine, Neil. How are you? I'm doing okay, guys. Oh, good. I heard Neil. y'all. I heard y'all. Huh? Uh, Neil, I said I'll get my red marker pen and check the uh, grammar and all uh, with that <laughs> in the linking participles in your verbiage. Anyway, no, 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 no. I'm I'm guilty of hanging participles. My old English teacher would give me a minus two every time. <laughs> Anyway, Neil, uh, grammar matters. What with the article? I haven't seen the article, Neil. But uh, what have you found out about that Neville team that uh, might give uh, Coach Antoine some headaches? I really didn't find out much about them. I mean, I, I talked with with Ryan. Ryan said they're they're typical Neville, big, fast, and athletic. Yeah. And uh, they've got a uh, they've got a good quarterback, and they got a couple of big linemen. I mean, he said it, they're just going to have to play one of their best games. To, to in order to, to to be in it, but uh, he's 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 excited about his team. Okay, and uh, he thinks, you know, he, he and we talked a little bit about this. You know, he kind of thinks, and I be, and I think this too. Westgate kind of went under the radar this year. A lot of people thought they caught lightning in a bottle last year. All right, and ended up ended up winning state. And he's. He's telling his kids, no, look, we're at a level we need to be. We expect to be a quarterfinal, semifinal, final team every year. We're getting to that point. And I think a lot of his kids have embraced it. All right. They think, you know what, we're, we're, no one gives us the respect, even though we've been to we one state, we, this is the fourth straight year, we've been in the quarterfinals. You know, they, they kind of embrace that, hey, we, we don't get respected. We need to earn, we we need to go out and prove that hey we're one of the best be- better teams in the state year in and year out, and that and that they are too. They've got a lot of talent on that team. Just uh, other than you know the Williams kid that's uh, committed to Texas, uh, they've got some other kids that are going uh, to other schools. I think uh, one's committed to Tech, uh, La Tech, and it seems like once one other one's also a commitment somewhere. I, I can't recall. Where, but uh, he's got some talent. Ryan's got some talent on that team. You just have to get kids to play together, and that's sometimes really hard. Uh, but uh, right now, it's working for him, and uh, I look for him to give Neville a pretty good game. Neville's big player uh, defensively. They've got a defensive end who's the number twenty-five rated player in the state of Louisiana is Matthew Fobbs White. He's a six-two, two hundred twenty-five pound uh, defensive end, and uh, hopefully uh, the. The Tigers of Westgate will keep an eye on him uh, Friday night. I think what, what Ryan's more excited about is the fact that he's had some sophomores come in and step up this year. So he knows that his team is is set for the next couple of years. There you go. I, I think the key will be making sure it's as clean a game as possible for them. Uh, they, they need to continue to cut down on penalties and just play a little smarter football. 
You know the uh, you know what's what, what, what's interesting is that Westgate could actually host the semifinal yeah. next week if they win. They uh, need a the ten seed. No, the uh, I think uh, is it a fifteen it, seed it, or eleven it, seed? It's it's eleven seed. I think it's East St. John plays Destrehan. Yeah, yeah. Dest- and, and, and East St. John's at home. Yeah, Destrehan beat them early in the year, like forty-five nothing, or forty-five to six. So, just um, I, I, I'm familiar with that uh, that team in Destrehan. I got a, some family that go to school there, and uh, Destrehan's really good. They've got about four or five Division One prospects on that team. So, uh, a five A school that's a three seed. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Uh, what, what Ryan is is, is really not. He understands it, but he's not really happy with it. He's not happy with the, the current playoff format. No, and, and he, no, I, and we've talked to him about it uh, throughout uh, the season. Uh, you know, again, he, he would have scheduled different if he would have known what the playoff system was all about. Yeah, and I mean, he just, you know, he brought up when, when when while I was talking to him for the story, he said, you know, we're like eight hundred fifty, nine hundred kids here at Westgate, and we're playing. 1,200, 1,300, 1,400 kids' schools. You know, and it's just like, it's just like okay, they got a bigger area and bigger talent pool to draw from than we do. And, you know, he understands it because, you know, Westgate Neville, that's, that's a championship-quality game right there, but yet it's a quarterfinal game. You know, he'd, he'd, he'd like to see something done about it, but, I mean, what, what can the LHSAA do? You know, that's the big question. You know, what is that... Um... I don't want to say conference. Uh, what do they call them? Districts. They call them, yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, in, in their district that they play the regular season, and I think are in three different divisions. Yeah, it's insane. But it, but if you think but if you think about it, that district St. Thomas More's in a quarterfinal, Turlings is in a quarterfinal, Lafayette Christian's in a quarterfinal, North Vermilion's in a quarterfinal, Westgate's in a quarterfinal. Five out of the six teams are in a quarterfinal game. Is is that not the definition of probably one of the tougher, if not toughest, district in the state? No, I couldn't agree more. But uh, un, just just unbelievable quality of football. No, you no, know, no doubt. Uh, Neil, so, appreciate uh, the call. Appreciate your work. Hey, um, you pop up everywhere these days, huh? I'll do that. Thanks, guys. Hey, yeah, uh, thank right. you, Neil. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too, Neil. Happy Thanksgiving yeah. to you. Absolutely. Neil McClellan, appreciate the call. Yeah, string writer for uh, some of the local papers here in the area and uh, does a good job. Enjoy seeing him. I know uh, doing broadcast, he'll keep me updated with some scores and odds and ends. So I uh, appreciate all his help and good luck to him. Uh, as I'm sure, uh, does he, did he lead us to believe he'll be at the Westgate uh uh, game Neville game uh, Friday maybe uh, writing. I'm, I'm about guessing, the game. but uh, I don't know if he necessarily said that. But and Ernie uh, reminds not only are, are all these teams in the quarters, but all teams in the district did make the playoffs. Yeah, Northside, that's right, had a uh, opening round game. That's they right, squeaked in. They did get in though. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our next break. You listen to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, November the 23rd. We'll be back with more right after this. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Be at the Quarter Tavern Wednesday night for a pre-Thanksgiving party with Southern Jack. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 
Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bans and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hi, this is Boxcar Badger, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes, and we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on our last segment here and uh, a big hump day, uh, November the 23rd. Uh, elsewhere uh, with that, uh, of course, uh, the World Cup's being played right now. Uh, the USA who uh, tied, or Wales tied the USA in the first game. They were a little disappointed uh, with that regard, so uh, they head on to their next round game, which will be against England sometime Friday, I think, Jeff. Uh, One o'clock regard. on Friday. Yeah, anyway. Got a so. game underway right now. Germany uh, in Group E is leading Japan 1-0 to nothing at the half. And I'm trying to recall, how many teams are at this particular tournament 32 is that right I'm now? pretty sure eight groups of four yeah yeah 32 so uh the eight uh, finalists coming out of there will play for the world cup uh, in the next coming uh, week to 10 days i guess in the meantime um elsewhere uh, college basketball we were talking about the cajuns with a big win over smu the other night 76 uh, 72 that was last night in overtime uh elsewhere uh auburn beat bradley uh 85 64 as i mentioned auburn i think it's might be the only ranked SEC team in uh, basketball right now. Uh, elsewhere, Louisville got beat again by Texas Tech, 70-38. to Louisville is now 0-5 on the year. And the last time Louisville was 0-5 in uh, men's varsity basketball was in the 1940-41 season when they started off, I think, 11-0. and Right now, Louisville, uh, boy, I n- never can remember – a Louisville team, uh, Jeff, uh, that uh, bad off right now. So uh, Denny Crum is no longer there. I can't uh, even tell you. It's been a while. I can't even tell you who the coach is for the uh, for the Louisville team in that regard. Uh, I was looking at uh, just uh, some of the other uh, sports here. Of course, uh, the big news for the rest of the world, other than us, is uh, over in Qatar where they're playing the uh, World Cup. And, uh, you know, Louisville, bad. How bad is it? Louisville knew this wasn't going to be a good rebuilding year. Kenny Payne is the coach uh, uh, for Louisville right now. They suffered a humiliating loss last night, 70-38. to 38. Now 0-5, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's the first. The Cardinals are the first ACC team to start 0-5 since Virginia did in 60-61. and 61. The 38 points are the fewest scored by a Louisville team in the last 50 years. All they made was 11 field goal attempts. And through five games, the Cardinals have uh, 90 turnovers against only 36 assists. And it doesn't look good. Uh, they're recruiting even. They lost the number one overall recruit in the country. Uh, D.J. Wagner opted for Kentucky last week. A.J. Johnson, the top unsigned player in America, chose Texas over Louisville. So they're, uh, they're getting hammered right now in that regard. So uh, um, Louisville just uh, doesn't have it. So did you see where um, – the commanders uh, or the Washington uh, team is football team is now the richest franchise in the country, or I should say the world, at four point eight billion dollars. Did you see that? You know the the only reason I can imagine that is because they're the one team on the block. Yeah, because the Denver sold for what four point six or seven mm-hmm. billion to one yeah. of the Waltons, and and I know Dallas would get more than that if they chose to sell that team. Uh, 
and uh, you know if the Yankees were on the block. Uh, you know the thing about Washington, their fan base has been so low. I mean, for fifty years. Yeah, they've got uh, like fifty thousand people waiting list. Yeah. I think uh, in that. But Manchester United uh, uh, at four point seven billion. That's the number one soccer team in the world, and that's owned by the Glazier family, who also own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, and I believe they said that uh, franchise could be on the block too. Yeah, I'm hearing that also. So uh, anyway, uh, we'll see. What uh, tr- takes place uh, here? Anyway, college football rankings we talked a little bit about. Uh, and uh, Las Vegas will host the Final Four for the first time in 2028. Uh, the NCAA announced uh, yesterday Detroit will host in 2027, Indianapolis in 2029, Dallas in 2930. The power rankings are out. Let's see where our, if our Saints moved any. Uh, they did. They moved up uh, seven spots. They're now the 23rd-ranked uh, power-ranked team. In the NFL, uh, number one is the Chiefs, then Eagles, Cowboys, Bills, Dolphins, Vikings, Ravens, Titans, 49ers, and Giants round out the top ten. The Bengals come in at 11th uh, with their 6-4 uh, and four record. But the Saints still trail uh, the uh, Falcons. And, of course, let's see, uh, the Bucks are, are also uh, come in at 16th, so the two teams ahead of the Saints. The uh, last team. The last uh, few teams are the Raiders, Steelers, Broncos, Panthers, and Texans are coming in at 32nd right now. Anyway, Jeff, uh, pretty much uh, it. Don't know if you had anything uh, late-breaking or uh, something you wanted to hit upon. No, did not see anything. I did just uh, refresh uh, some of my headlines, but uh, nothing breaking uh, other than that soccer game uh, we just talked about. No, other than the big upset yesterday at Argentina going down to Saudi Arabia, I don't think uh, there were any other noticeable upsets in that regard uh, at the World Cup. No. Anyway, today in sports history, November the 23rd in 1904, in the third Summer Olympic Games closed in St. Louis, uh, popular tales uh, came about uh, in that Summer Olympic that the hamburger, the hot dog, peanut butter, iced tea, the club sandwich, cotton candy, and the infamous ice cream cone were all started up at that that particular Olympiad over in St. Louis in 1904. Elsewhere in 1947, the Washington Redskins quarterback, Sammy Ball, throws six touchdown passes as the uh, uh, Redskins beat the uh, Chicago Cardinals, 45-21. Of course, the Redskins today are now the commanders. 1960, Frank Howard is voted the National League Rookie of the Year. Boy, if you'd seen Frank Howard, six foot eight, you think uh, uh, Aaron Judge was big. Frank Howard. Did you say 1960? 1960, he was Rookie of the Year with the Dodgers. Well, I would have thought he... By 1970-71, uh, he looked like he was 50. Yeah, well, maybe that size. Did not age well. But, you know, he man, when he hit a ball, he hit it out of sight, too. Wore glasses, too, I think. In 1962, the Dodgers shortstop, Maury Wills, named the MVP in the league. Of course, that year he broke Ty Cobb's uh, single-season stolen base record with 104. Cobb's record was 96. How, how many rookies of the year did the Dodgers have? That, At one time, it seemed like they were winning the award every year. And credit to their farm system but uh, even before the farm system they just knew how to find talent yeah they did and they had rookie after rookie of the year after rookie of the year i mean you could probably go through a dodger lineup in any decade and find two or three rookies of the year elsewhere in 1965 the 31st heisman award went to mike garrett the tailback from southern cal and kind of started a trend uh, followed by oj simpson along with charles white and others as uh the running backs from southern cal uh, elsewhere in 1971, Danny Murtaugh, the old manager of the Major League uh, Champion Pirates, announced his retirement. Of course, he won two World Series in Pittsburgh. In 75, Bob Thomas of the Chicago Bears kicks a 55-yard field goal. Do you recall that? I do. Anyway, uh, Bob Thomas with the Bears, a 55-yard field goal. And I think at the time might have been the second or third longest after uh, Dempsey's kick and one other kick, I believe. And it, it could have been a key to get him into the postseason, too. What year was that? 75. No, probably not. Okay. Elsewhere in 1984, Boston College, the Hail Mary pass of all Hail Mary passes as Doug Flutie throws for 472 yards that day, including a game-ending 48-yard TD Hail Mary pass to end the game and beat Miami 47-45. Probably won the Heisman Trophy for him, too, in that particular game. Elsewhere in 1988, the Yankees signed – 
uh, second baseman free agent Steve Sachs. He was a rookie of the year with the Dodgers to a three-year contract. The Yankees found out he couldn't throw to second ba- uh, first base, though. Uh, Steve Sachs had a hard time, I don't know why, a phobia thrown to as a ground ball to throw the first. Elsewhere in 1989, the Bounty Bowl, that's when the Eagles beat the Cowboys 27-0 at Thanksgiving in an ill-tempered game, which Cowboys coach Jimmy Johnson accused Buddy Ryan of placing bounties on his players. Uh, of course, uh, the Saints made that infamous in the year that they won the Super Bowl. Elsewhere in 1991, BYU quarterback Ty Dittman finished his NCAA career with 4,000 yards passing that season and 15,000 for his career. 91, Evander Holyfield, TKO's Burt Cooper in the seventh for the heavyweight uh, boxing title. In 2013, Manny Pacquiao defeats American Brandon Reyes to win the uh, WBO welterweight title. In 2018, Phil Mickelson claims his $9 million winner-take-all prize in match-play duel with Tiger Woods finishing under the floodlights in Las Vegas match uh, to go to the 22nd hole before Mickelson sinks a four-foot putt for the rich victory. Birthdays today, 1930, born on this date, Dick Casimir, the future Hall of Fame halfback, last of the uh, Ivies uh, players to win a Heisman Trophy in 51, a unanimous All-American, uh, born in uh, Momi, uh, uh, Ohio. Born on this date, uh, 1964, Dan Snyder, NFL team owner of the Commanders, born in Silver Spring, Maryland. Of course, he's got other issues right now he's dealing with Mm -hmm. in that particular uh, today. At deaths, I wanted to mention 2016 passing away on this day was Ralph Branca, the pitcher, all-star, pitched the shot heard around the world by Bobby Thompson, dies at age 90. And if you ever see the movie Billy Crystal put together, Parental Guidance, Rob Branca is in that in that uh, particular motion picture uh, towards the end, and uh, of course, uh, Rob Branca probably in his late eighties at the time. Uh, Parental Guidance was the name of the movie. Pretty neat movie. Anyway, two thousand twenty-one, dying on this day, Bill Verdon, Hall of Fame coach and uh, rookie of the year, pirate manager. Yeah, he was a pirate manager. Bill Verdon, a Yankee manager, an yeah, Astro yeah, manager. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he made the, uh, but he was a rookie of the year with the Cardinals back in fifty-five, World Series champion, sixty Gold Glove. Dies at 90, and that was last year during the COVID year. And quote of the day, I thought I'd go back to Dan Snyder. You know Dan Snyder, he's got – anyway, he says, I'll never change the name of the Redskins. You have my word on it. Well, Dan Snyder, uh, your word uh, went away as uh, the politics got to it and uh, the Redskins now are the commanders. That's it in today in sports, Jeff. I, I think the key, and, and I love the move, uh, the, the pulling of the patent – yeah. The copyright on the name. That's I think right. that was uh, a big part of it, and I loved it. You know, and the original was the owner of the Redskins was an Indian, part Indian. And how they came about with the Redskins, I don't know. But uh, that name stayed around for, what, 80 years, 85 years until the name change. It was, is this the first year of the Commanders? Yeah, but there was two years of the WF team. Yeah. That's right. That's correct. Anyway, uh, back to you. All right. Uh, see... No guest today. Uh, do do thank yeah. uh, the folks who uh, well, we had a guest participated. Neil. Uh, yeah, Neil and uh, Ernie. But uh, big thanks to our sponsors, including Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep, District Number Forty Nine, L.A. Classic Riffing, the Quarter Tavern, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, Swing Insurance, Headache and Pain Center. Again, appreciate their support of Bayou Sports.